Hey guys, what's going on? What's going on? We are back. We are here. We are. Bird Offerings Podcast. Um, I figure I get this out of the way because I figure we haven't done this in a while. Okay. We never plug our own shit. We never like, hey, follow us on, do this on. Yeah, we should probably do that. I'm gonna do that now. Okay. Just get it out of the way. Yeah. Um, we're Burn Offerings Podcast. Fucking follow us on Instagram if you got Instagram at Burn Offerings underscore Podcast. Yep. Uh. I forgot we had a Twitter account. We have a Twitter account. Cool. It is at underscore burnt offerings. Yep. And then uh, if anybody wants to email us, uh, email us at burntofferings.horrorpodcast at gmail.com. And um, also realized <laughs> we have like zero reviews on anything. So if anybody listening wants to, you know, shoot us a review on something like iTunes, whatever you're listening on, just review us. We'd like to have that. Yeah, please. <laughs> that would help. I think we have we have the one Christy did where it just says these guys suck. Yeah. Uh, so we have no real reviews. Yeah. So fuck that review. And uh, that <laughs> <laughs> fuck that review. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, if any of you could uh, reach out and, you know, maybe drop us a line or, you know, let us know how we're doing or whatever, that would be cool. Shit, any, even if it's uh, you want our opinion on movies or bands or anything or if you want us to check something out. I actually did the Twitter thing and somebody actually uh, messaged us wanting us to review his movie, but it's like a newer, a newer movie, and I don't know. Yeah. I haven't got back to him. It's called, like... 420 massacre he said it's the first uh stoner slasher oh really yeah. well i'm intrigued he said he'd send us a fucking uh he'd send us a screener if we uh, agreed to do it okay well fuck i'm game All let's right. do it i will hit him back and let him know that we will do that okay yeah i will definitely give that a whirl I was uh, hesitant because as uh, everybody knows you don't go past 1994 right and I only really watch 80s shit and gore stuff, and I'm very <laughs> critical on newer shits. So. Yeah. <laughs> but, hey, I'll give it a shot, too. Right on. Yeah. Um, but anyway, now that's out of the way. Yeah. How you been, man? Not bad, not bad. Just went back to work, had like a week and a half off. Yeah, how was that? It was all right. I mean, I got the house emptied of shit. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I accumulated some of your shit. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh other than that, like just, I just hung out, just didn't really do much. Yeah. Kinda got boring. Staycation. Stay it was a very much a staycation. Yeah. I took a trip to Ypsilanti, Michigan. Yeah. Well the weather uh didn't permit doing much cool shit some some of that week. Yeah, it was uh I think there's a lot of actually it rained a lot that week. Yeah, it rained and there was like a weird snow rain mix, freezing. Well, what's funny is I went back to work, um, because I was supposed to go back Tuesday, but I have Wednesdays off. Yes. Because I work from home on Saturdays. Right. So I text my boss and I'm like, I'm an idiot. I didn't take Tuesday off. Why would I come back for one day? I'm like, can I just get Tuesday off? She's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, so I don't go back till Thursday. I go back Thursday and I go through all my emails for like a week and a half and I'm like skimming through and I come from one from like our boss in Seattle and it says like, so there's a big snowstorm coming into Detroit. Um, our, uh, us and our boss, you know, us and like all the bosses in Detroit are talking and we might have you guys work from home. Anybody in the Detroit office come Friday. So I go to bullshit oh. with my boss, and I'm like, so, we're working from home tomorrow. She's like, Jared, you don't even get to fucking talk about that. You've been off a week and a half. 
they sent us home at noon on Thursday, and I got to work from home on Friday. Oh, wow. So a week and a half off, go to the office for half a day. <laughs> right on. I also had a half day on uh, Thursday because we had, like, a weird snowstorm. So that was cool. Yeah, I, honestly, I didn't think much. We, I didn't think we were going to get much snow. But it ended up being way worse than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, same here. Um, but we got through it, and uh, a lot of that shit's melting now. So Yeah, it's pretty much gone. Today that's it was a, like 44. Yeah, abundant sunshine. Yeah, it was glaring out there. last two days has been a lot of sunshine, which is really good. So um, that's a positive. But... Um, what else you been up to, man? Like, uh, did you watch any movies or listen to any cool music uh, on your week and a half? Like nothing really new and exciting. Um, when I clean the house and like if I'm doing like shit like that, I usually instead of having to come down and stop every like twenty or so minutes to flip a record, I'll just put on uh, YouTube, play whatever. And I kind of got on a Devo kick. Oh, sweet. And just put on, like, Devo's Greatest Hits, and then after there, just start going through their records, their, their albums. Listen to a lot of fucking Devo. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then other than that, didn't really listen to anything new. Uh, only, the only movie I actually remember watching was Miss 45. Okay. Have you ever seen that one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The movie's pissed. Yeah, it is. Uh, revenge film. Yeah, it's like a... It's like a revenge slash vigilante film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Death Wish meets I Spit on Your Grave. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I seen it a few years back. Actually, now it's probably about eight or nine years back when I really started getting into horror when we started hanging out. Yeah. And uh, I dug it. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, I think it's been like three or four years since I watched it last. Yeah, it's been a while for me at this point now, yeah, but I dig it. That's cool. Movie's so well done, too. It's fucking great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as far as I go? Yeah, what about you? Yeah, man, um, just, you know, um, hanging out with a girlfriend, um, watching a lot of movies. Uh, last night, I went and seen a 70s band called Uriah Heep. Hell yeah. And uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, I think Morgan and I were like the youngest ones in the crowd besides whoever brought their kids. <laughs> um, they were, uh, they actually surprised me. They were pretty good. Um, a lot of dads, a lot of moms in the crowd. Wait, did people actually bring their kids? Yeah, but the kids were like teenagers. Oh, okay. So they, they were like 17, 18 years old. Probably wanted to go. Yeah, uh, I did, but I didn't notice that until I was leaving. I was like, "Whoa, okay, there's there are some younger people in the crowd." But uh, those of you who don't know who Uriah Heep is, they were um, huge in the seventies. Uh, they had a handful of hits, and uh, they were kind of bore our listeners with uh, my experience of Uriah Heep, but they were pretty cool. Um, I did that, and I've been watching a lot of fucking movies, man. Haven't really been listening to a lot of music lately, but uh, definitely been putting some movies under my belt. What have you been watching? Uh, Well, recently, the most recent, I went back and revisited the first Death Wish movie. Um, 
I fucking love everything Charles Bronson's ever been in, minus the westerns, because I just can't do westerns. But the first Death Wish movie was so well shot and um, featured a very young Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, as the fucking, uh, as like the thug? As the thug, yeah. And uh, killer movie. Um, and I did a little bit of research on it uh, real quick. The that was based on a novel. Yeah, and the novel was shunning on being a vigilante. Basically, it was like anti-vigilante, like how to handle a situation like that without retaliating. And the movie glorified the yeah. vigilante aspect. Yeah, the movie just kind of took that part of the book and threw it the fuck away. Yeah. So, he said uh the author of the book said that he as he did like the movie, he disagreed with its philosophy. And uh Siskel and Ebert said the same thing about how they they enjoyed the movie but disagree with the vigilante part of it. And uh <laughs> the author of the original book said that all the sequels were rancid <laughs> and uh, served no purpose. Well, yeah, they were just cash grabs and fucking built off of the fact that he just became a badass. And the violence and that stuff escalated in the in the sequels. Oh yeah. So they pushed it to like a whole new fucking level. Well, that's what that's what sequels do. True. They take what happened in the first one and amp it up and then the next sequel will take what happened in the first sequel and amp it up. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of that sucks. Sequels work. Yeah. But uh yeah, you know, I I enjoy I I own all Death Wish movies on VHS. I fucking love that whole series. I love Charles Bronson and uh, the movies he did after the Death Wish and in between the Death Wish movies I liked. Yeah. So um, just he's just a badass, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, I watched that and um, Morgan and I Christmas. All right. Um, it's been a long time since I've seen that one. Yep. We watched that one. We watched The Slayer. Uh, let's see. What else have I been watching? Uh, Maniac Cop, the first one. Uh, love that fucking movie. It's pretty grim, actually. Um, I enjoyed the sequels to that, too, but the first one's the best, for sure. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, we watched... Um, I'm trying to think, man. Those are the main ones. Uh we watched um, and you say you watched uh was it dark shadow oh um dream stalker dream stalker i knew it was a d and an s oh it was a double feature with uh something else that we rented from the uh, video store and it was terrible like we couldn't even get through like the first half hour before we shut it off it was pretty bad <laughs> <laughs> uh, i showed her just before dawn she'd never seen it before she enjoyed it uh, and we watched uh, the first Sleepaway Camp. She does not like the sequels. I do. Whoa. Hold on. Yeah. Not even the second one? She's warming up to it. I since can understand, I put it on. I can understand it liking the third one. I can get why people might not like the third one. I think maybe that's what she said. The third one is absolute trash. She hates <laughs> it. But the second one's palatable. But the first one is one of her favorite movies ever made. 
in the horror genre. So we watched that and then, you know, we had a debate over the second one and she sat down and watched it with me and was like, well, it's not that bad. She needs to get on our level. I agree. Of just, it may not be the best, but it's fucking good. It is. The sequels, I enjoyed. As far as what I've been listening to, yeah, I was just jamming that track the other day. and The first time I watched that movie, that, that scene. It's like, it pisses me off. It's like, why can't Conan just come to Michigan? Well, they did once. They, ah, they'll come back around. Yeah, eventually. They're, they got a new album coming out. and They'll come back around when uh, next MDF happens and they might hit. <laughs> yeah, let's hope. <laughs> Fingers crossed. That seems to be the thing. Bands will come across from like Europe or Japan for MDF and they'll do a mini tour for it and they come just west enough and hit Cleveland. Right. And then they work their way back to MDF. Yep. And now we got to drive like the two hours, two and a half hours to Cleveland. Right. Which, I mean, normally I'm not. I'm cool with it. I don't care. Yeah. Miss Coffins because, like, just so happened there was a blizzard the day <laughs> Man, <laughs> we were supposed to go. That's like the one that got away for us. Yeah. That pisses me off. Really. Yeah. Dude, I didn't tell you. Uh, um, when I went back to work. Before they sent us home. So they sent us home around lunch. It's like a meeting room where we just use it to eat lunch in. We're sitting there and all of a sudden the fucking fire alarm starts going off. Like in that room. Oh, wow. Everybody goes to leave. Like we have a lady, like a girl in a wheelchair. She basically just starts going. She's like, I'm going to catch the freight elevator now because they've been doing like whole, like when the, when the alarm goes off on our floor, it goes off on like all floors. Yeah. So it's like a whole building evacuation. It's like a, 40 story building mm-hmm. so she's like i'm gonna catch the freight elevator so she takes off real quick i just keep sitting there because i don't really care i'm gonna wait for everybody to leave yeah well then i and people come back in they're like oh it's not it's not buzzing out there I'm like oh it's just must be malfunctioning just in here hmm. right okay so i get up and people are still hearing it out there so they don't know what's going on right i walk over to my boss's uh desk i'm just bullshitting with her People are hearing it. And I'm like, yeah, it's like fucking, it's in there. Like through all of them, she agrees with me. Somebody's a joke. She's like, oh, it's fucking following Jared. Like it's fucking him. I'm like, fucking, ho, 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 very funny, whatever. And then I walk away, and everybody's like, wait a second, are you doing this? Like it's following you. I'm like, I'm not fucking following me. I was like, I'm not doing anything. The lady, we have like uh, two floors. We have well, one and a half. We have the 29th floor, which is all ours, and then half the 28. Right. This lady works on 29 who, like, handles, like, all the business for the company. So if, like, anything happens, she's, like, kind of got to set it up. So shit like that goes on. Alarm's going off. She has to get a hold of the building superintendent, whoever, to figure things out. Mm-hmm. She comes up, and I see her, like, beeline it past me with her phone to her ear. And she, like, comes back, and then she comes back past me again, and she keeps going doing that, but, like, less and less. And she comes up to me. And like somebody else, like Jared, pull your phone out of your pocket. And I pull my phone. My phone is making a fucking high pitched, like smoke detector sound. What? Nothing's open on my phone. No windows are open. I close. I shut all my apps down. You know how many people you freaked out, and then just like walks away. (laughs) What was up with that? No idea. We looked it up. Apparently, my phone. It, people have run into this before. Or just randomly high pierce sound. And they said it'll come back in a few days. Oh wow. So in a few days I'll probably hear it again. Oh 
What the fuck? Yeah. That's crazy, man. No one knows where it comes from. No one could, no one, there's like nothing updated on like what's causing it. It's just like, yeah, ear piercing fucking sound. And it was so high pitched and like ear piercing that it was just bouncing off the walls of the floor. So wow. it took like, first we thought it was coming from the smoke detector of the room. <laughs> oh, wow. So I freaked out like the entire floor. Everybody was up and like ready to evacuate. And like my boss was on the phone with people. Everybody's on the, like her boss was on the phone with somebody. Jeez. That's pretty fucking wild. But then I got to go home for a snow day, so I mean that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Absolutely. Um but uh yeah, man. I've just been uh eating a lot of pizza lately. We're gonna order some tonight too. Oh yeah. It's gonna be uh epic. It's been a while. Yeah. Except this time let's not do the jalapeno. Alright. Or let's get one with and one without. I can go without jalapeno. All right, because I know that you know we crushed two of those boys last time <laughs> with curb. But uh, dude, last episode, man. Oh yeah, that was fun. Kirby was baked. Yeah, I was pretty baked. I was not. No, no, I was pretty baked on edibles, but um, I was just I got kind of drunk and that's about it. Yeah. That's that's another thing I wanted to bring up on the podcast. Uh, not that it's important or cool or anything, but I've I have a newfound love for edible cannabis. I fucking love it, dude, and it makes bong ripper sound so good. And I've been listening to a lot of that too um, when I can on cannabis. <laughs> so there's that, dude. I had the Jolly Rancher edible in the last episode. Yes. Kirby. Totally fine. I was good to go. I felt good. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> last weekend, we come back from... I don't know if it was a mixture of like the beers plus how maybe that edible was like stronger. It was potent. Yeah. Plus, I fucking ate an entire bag of Blaze Doritos to myself. Yeah, that was. I was impressed. But that fucked me up like you know i don't really smoke weed ever yeah i mean for the longest time i couldn't because of my job right family bag of doritos but he is not well and he's only had like four beers i think i was like five in four or five or something like that i was like oh wow because i was like i know because i started thinking when it started hitting me i started thinking about what i drank to be like am i getting this drunk or is this fucking edible kicking in? Yeah. So I started like, I'm like, okay, I had like two at the fucking brewery, which were a little bit higher percentage because they were like brewery beers. Yeah. I was like, and they came home and I had like threes. Like this is my fourth here. I was like, so I'm at like six. I'm like, I shouldn't be this. I shouldn't feel like this. That's when I determined what was happening. And it just went south. South. Yeah. <laughs> and I do apologize for that. Dude, whatever. I did not know... It was that strong. But on the plus side, I sat up listening to music with Morgan till like 3 in the morning. Yeah, I woke up at like 2, like one thirty, one thirty or 2. That's when I found out how long I was asleep. Yes. And I was still kind of like in a weird zone. Yeah. And you guys were jamming music. Yep. And then you guys went to bed and I just passed out your couch for another. It's uh, Shang Long. 
You must defeat the fucking edible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, I've been, you know, eating a lot of edibles and, uh, you know, per usual business as usual, listening to doom metal, um, when I can, not so much lately, but you know, um, in between episodes, I tend to throw it on. So, uh, when I, you know, when I smoke or when I eat edibles, um, (laughs) and also, um, McDonald's, uh, egg McMuffin minus Canadian bacon. They're just delicious. And I eat them all the time. Yeah. Like just like an egg and cheese McMuffin. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I've been eating those. Uh, <laughs> not too exciting, but <laughs> a newfound love for those things. Let me tell you about this thing. If nobody's heard of it, <laughs> yeah. keep it between us. Yeah, it's an egg McMuffin <laughs> with no meat on it. But um, I saw a picture. Somebody fucking ordered an egg McMuffin on a bagel. So you figure it would be like the contents of an egg McMuffin just on a bagel. Yeah, they actually made an egg McMuffin and then put it between a bagel. So it was bagel muffin. Or English muffin. Innards. Egg, cheese, English muffin, bagel. <laughs> That's pretty fucking impressive. <laughs> oh, That's like a fucking ultimate. How fucking high was the dude who made that? Yeah. Like, you oh, know. okay, so make the English muffin. All right, and then put it in a bagel. Yeah. Been eating the shit out of those things, though, man. They're, uh, because the McDonald's by my house is open like 24 hours, so. Dude, I used to stop, uh, when I stopped doing this when I realized how much fucking money I was spending every day on the way to work. I stopped at Tim Hortons, get a coffee, and then get a um, egg and cheese breakfast sandwich on a jalapeno bagel. Oh, yeah. Their jalapeno bagels were so good. And for those of you who might not know, Tim Hortons is a chain. Tim Hortons is amazing. It's like uh, like yeah, like yeah, a coffee donut breakfast house, basically. Yeah. Like a, a Dunkin' Donuts or whatever the fuck you have. It's a where they serve coffee and donuts. Right. Yeah. It's a Canada thing exclusively, yeah. but we have them in Michigan, so we're bordering. Yeah. Pretty cool. If you basically go the border, you'll find them in Michigan, uh, United States. Yeah. They kind of went downhill though. Fucking, uh, they're owned by like I think the company that owns Burger King owns them. Really. And from what I've heard, like, I've, I've I've strolled across, I don't even know how I've come across it, like, these fucking forums of people who are all about Tim Hortons, and they all they do now is bash how they're fucking, like, complete shit now. They used to make donuts in-house, and now they get them shipped to them. Oh, yeah, yeah. But. Yeah, well, I, their bagels are amazing. Yeah, their bagels are fucking awesome. Yeah. So I still rock. We'll, you know, for work we meet up at Tim Hortons every morning. So I tend to get a bagel. But um, yeah, I'm really excited about this episode because um, the movie that we're going to talk about later on. Yeah. I had confused with another movie. So in turn, we watched it today, and it was my first time seeing it. Oh yeah. So I'm pretty pumped about that. Um, the movie that I had it confused with was Bloody Moon, which is a great fucking movie. Yeah, it's it it rules. It's cool. It's a early '80s. Is that an, is that Italian? Uh, I believe it's over there somewhere. Yeah, it's I'm like gonna, yeah. I'm gonna go with uh, 
Spanish or Italian? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Okay. We did some research, and uh, Bloody Moon is actually a German film. German slash Spain? Yes. So I was half right. I knew it was somewhere over there. Yeah. Um, killer movie, though. I, You know, when we decided to do The Burning Moon, I was thinking it was Bloody Moon. <laughs> Just because, you know, how much we're into slashers and everything. But um, I must say, it was a nice first watch. Hell yeah. I, uh, I dug it. Want to get into it? I don't think there's anything else you want to touch on. Um, not really. I can't think of anything else to touch on. Let's get into it, man. Hope we have enough. In, I hope we have enough to touch on in this movie that it's going to take us at least to an hour. <laughs> oh we yeah, should, we'll be fine. I think we should be good though. We yeah, can, we can make a stretch. Yeah, so we're going to talk about uh, Olaf Ittenbach's 1992 release, The Burning Moon, which was the second, his second feature. First one being Black Past, which I kind of kicked myself. For saying let's do Burning Moon because we should have started with Black Past. Okay. <laughs> we'll eventually do Black Past, I'm sure. But um, yeah, this movie. Yeah, it's great. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, the aesthetic of gore. This movie's super fucking well done for how it's done. Yes. There's uh this style of movie usually has like runs into the same issues. Like, they usually run into the same issues where it's shots drawn out for way too long, mm-hmm. people too lazy to do multiple angles of a, a single shot, so they just do one shot and it's just really shittily done. This movie doesn't have that. Yeah, and another thing about this movie that surprised me was that the dialogue wasn't bad no it it's the dialogue's good it was it was in subtitles but it didn't get dry you know like the subject matter was always good to go you know what i mean yeah there wasn't really there's no there's not really much of in terms of this is just here as filler or like this could have get got cut out Right. It's like the dialogue that's there and the scenes that are there, they make sense for their being there. Yeah, they add to what's going on. Yeah, like he did a good job editing this movie. Mm-hmm. Good job setting up the shots in this movie. I agree. The gore is fucking top class. Yes. For this movie, for like, I mean, actually, you know, even above what it, just saying what it is, I mean, it's just fucking top class. And then when it comes to German, I mean, there's, there's a fucking genre called German splatter for a reason because fucking Germany just fucking was churning out Mm -hmm. grade A like splatter films man and this this movie just was on par to compete with all of it yeah yeah and it was uh, like you said the shots they're really well done you don't see that with a lot of like the SOV type films no and this is actually um, I hate to cut you off but it's it's like a step above sob to me it's like just a smidget above sob just the way that it's compiled like the shots are compiled it it's more sophisticated as a as an sov you could tell it's made by somebody who actually understands filmmaking yeah and, and understands like the time that has to get put into doing it to 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 tell a story to yeah 
set up a, a scene. You, you can't know? just film a scene from one viewpoint. Right. You, like, scenes have to be, like, multiple viewpoints. You do the fucking scene at this viewpoint, and then, all right, cut. Now set the camera over here and do that same fucking scene again. Mm-hmm. And then you just edit those together. Yeah. And a lot of, like, a lot of people don't fucking do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot, I'm going to say a lot of, like, like young filmmakers just trying to fucking just do, like, super low-budget films. And in my mind, I always look at it as it's, it's either they don't understand it or they're just too lazy to re-go back through the same scene. Yeah, right on. Okay. I might be totally off base. I might just be coming across like a dick. I don't know. No, I mean, I know what you're saying. Like, it, it makes sense, you know. Um, but with that being said, I think that the way you feel about backwoods slashers is the way I feel about SOB. Yeah. To be honest. When I think SOB, I think Wood Chipper Massacre. <laughs> and I think Blood Cult. And I'm not a huge fan of either of those movies. Um, just because it's just not up my alley. But this movie, for sure. I fucking loved every moment of this movie. And um, it kind of sets itself apart from its predecessors you know as far as like sov it's quality it's good it's what it is it's it's it was made by a person who understands it olaf inbach man he he gets what he's doing Mm -hmm. yeah for sure um pros and cons what didn't you like about this movie honestly there's not much i don't like about it okay i i'm actually hard pressed right now to think of something i don't like about it I wish there would have been one more story. Wish it would have been like a okay a trilogy. Yeah, that that that's my only. See, but this is where this is where it gets like it's almost like a catch twenty two with that because this style of movie goes on too long, it starts wearing on itself. It does. It starts being like just when the fuck is it gonna end? And I'm trying to what a movie that fucking is hundred percent. With what I'm saying is, what the fuck was that movie we watched with the Blood Moon with Mike? Oh, Blood Kiss. Blood Kiss. SOV film, and it went on for like two and a half hours. Yeah. But it was also kind of like, it was badly done. Yeah, it was horrible. So, I mean, that could have had something to do with it, but you get that style of the movie, and it's like, you got to keep it under a certain time frame. You do. Before it starts getting like... Just, right. It's running on. It's like you're getting bored. My idea was to shorten the two stories oh, to fit in a third one. That was my only thing. Oh, that could work. You know? Um, I can't remember what I think uh, the basement might have been like that. I think they did three stories and they were shorter. But it's been – I couldn't even tell you. I think I, I watched the basement once. Okay. And it might have been like that. But I could. I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, shorten them up a bit. I mean, so you get – you know the the full effect of each story but throw in like a whole nother concept like a third story i just thought that would be cool just because that's usually how it's done three stories three stories you know what i mean but that was my only con um the pros are definitely the gore oh yeah he did the gore is great yeah um the gore in this movie is really well done oh fuck and and some of it was so creative it's it's like thinking outside the box the uh 
the scene, and we'll get into like the individual stories, but the scene in the first story, Julia's Love, yeah, where he shoves the eyeball down her throat, yeah, they actually built an esophagus, yes, to like have the eyeball come down through. Like they put in work, they put in fucking effort, they put in, they they understood they, what they wanted, how how they wanted it to be, and what they had to do to get it that way, mm-hmm. and they made it happen. I'm sure there's shit they couldn't do that they wanted to, but right, nothing, nothing is, nothing screams that. There's nothing in this that like screams, oh, they really wanted to make this work and it didn't work. Yeah, or like they were like trying too hard. Mm. You know what I mean? There's scene, there's scenes where they cut away real quick. They show for a glimpse and cut away. And I'm assuming it's because it doesn't look as good as they wanted it to. Okay. So they just want it to be like a quick bam and then cut so you, you don't focus on it so long to be able to tell, like, wow, that's obviously fake. Right. Yeah, namely the uh, wrist. The wrist, sli- yeah. Yeah, because it quickly you see his wrist just get fucking thrashed, and then it just cuts away to the blood sp- spurting and him, you know, whatever. But that's fucking like that, to me. That, that that is good editing. Like you show it real quick, cut to something else, which shows like the blood splattering, and cut back to it. Maybe a different prosthetic that looks a little bit better. Maybe show that one a little bit longer. Right. And then they cut again to the blood just fucking spewing again. It's it's work and it's effort and it's it takes more time obviously because it's more shots. But yeah. The end result's way better. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, but yeah, the first story. Um, well, first of all, the the wraparound. Yeah, it, it's it's a junkie. Junkie played by Olaf himself, who's the director of the film. Yeah, who um, is reading bedtime stories to his little sister. Well, it starts off with like, he, he, yeah, he's like, all you can tell he's like fucked up and he goes to like some job interview and he's kind of like, doesn't give a fuck about it. No. And then leaves there. Cause they ask him, you want something to drink? And he's like, I get a beer. <laughs> I take a beer. Right. And then he leaves there. Ends up getting in like some fucking gang fight. Little, little rumble in the alleyway. Yeah. Fucking kill somebody. And then that's when he ends up back at his parents' house and he gets into an argument with them. And it's almost like total, like, angsty teen, like, I'm going to fucking listen to you. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, he ends up having to fucking stay and babysit his little sister. Right. Fucking shoots up before uh, his parents leave. He fucking shoots up and he's babysitting her and he's going to read her some bedtime stories. <laughs> yeah. And, uh,. <laughs> Yeah, that's how the movie kicks off. It's uh, with a bang. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty good. And this dude looks like it, there's a possibility, like he might have listened to Sodom. Yeah, yeah, it's it's there. Like I can see it. I can see it. He like, all right, he's probably rocking some fucking Sodom. Yeah, probably not like the super early Sodom, but probably like Asian Orange. Well, it's '92, so he's listening to like tapping the vein, tapping the vein. I'm 16. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah the, there's there's some of that in there, um, but uh, yeah, man. Uh, so that's the you know the wraparound. And the first story is Julia's Love. Yes, and this one is. It's it's so hard for me to like pick which one I like more. I'd have to lean just slightly towards the second one, but this one's really good. 
This one's really good. Yeah, it's it's well. I mean, it's, everything in this movie, like I said, it's well done. It it flows good. I mean, it's the shots are good. There's scenes that are just fucking good. Yeah, and she, uh, well, he's on his, you know, he escapes from one of the. This she goes on this blind date. This uh, Julie goes on this blind date with this guy, and you determine early on that this dude just fucking escaped from a psychiatric hospital. Yes. Because uh, it was like a casework or whatever. It's like, oh, he's going to be fine. Like, we're going to, like, give him therapy and da-da-da-da-da. And the doctor's like, you're a fucking idiot. Like, why the hell are you doing this? Like, what the fuck are you doing? This guy's fucking crazy. Lo and behold, slaughters a bunch of people in the hospital. <laughs> yep. And um, eventually escapes. Escapes. Hooks up on Tinder with this chick. Plenty of fish in the sea. Yeah, know. plenty of fish. <laughs> 92, probably, I don't know. Yeah, plenty of fish sticks. Ends <laughs> <laughs> okay. so, up so going on this fucking date with Julia. And, like, seems like this perfect dude. Tell her in her, his car, and he gets out. She hears the on the radio. This dude escaped, driving the same exact car he's driving. Yep. She freaks out and leaves. Forgets the wallet. How did she not have the wallet in her purse? It was like in her fucking pocket of her '90s flowing. That's pant why dresses, whatever the fuck her those fucking, things were, uh, hammer pants. Yeah, they were like parachute pants. But um, yeah, the fashion. Ooh, '90s German fashion. Rough. I mean, '90s American fashion was not any better. No. No. 90s German and 90s American didn't really actually look that much different. And Canada didn't hit the United States until 93. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so there's that. But, um, yeah, so that happened. And, um, dude, the scene where, uh, where he, like, makes his appearance at her place. Yeah. Like, the dad's. What is he, like? He, Gets his beer from the wife. He's like watching his TV. I can't remember what he's watching. I'm just going to assume it's a soccer game. Yeah. He goes to reach for like some fucking peanuts or whatever. And homeboy just comes in with a machete, hacks off his arm at the fucking like mid forearm. <laughs> just fucking hacks off his fucking arm. Yeah. Then shoves the machete through the dude's face. Yeah. <clears throat> Killer. Like the set gore effects in this movie and the kill scenes in this movie are fucking top. Yeah, shelf. they're good. They're really good. Yeah. And then uh, after that, he uh, and her is that before is it, then they uh, that's after the date, right? Yeah, that's after the date. They're already on the date. He leaves or she leaves because she she realizes who he is and runs home. Yeah. And then he like gets pissed and then finds her wallet. And then it goes to her being at the house, and like she's like kind of talking with her sister, and the mom and dad are there. And then that's when like he ends up coming in the house and chopping off dad's arm, killing dad. Yeah. Okay. I might have stepped out to smoke at that point, but yeah. Um. And then uh, actually, I think she. Where does she? She's like, I think she's in her room. One like all like the lot of the killing goes on, which is really funny that. She'll be in the same house, but not hear any of the screaming. Mm. Which there's plenty of that. 
or smelling anything like when her sister got lit on fire in the bathtub. Yeah. Yeah. I walked in when she discovered the body in the bathtub from smoking a cigarette outside. And he's like, how do you, you know, what do you think of that? (laughs) Basically, like, how's that for you? And um, basically uh, confesses his love for her. Let's for a minute talk about that. Because he confesses his love to her and how he loves her and wants to marry her. And they kind of flash to, like, the wedding scene and the picnic with the dog. Yeah. Like, the scenes of him just petting the dog. Did you catch the line where he's talking about, like, her something like her accepting his love seed? No, juice. Love juice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) That, I don't know. I I was kind of confused. Like, does that mean something else in their language? I'm going to go with no. Okay. Yeah, no, they just just balls out. Yeah, dude. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. He's listening to Sodom Agent Orange writing fucking scripts. (laughs) Just spraying love (laughs) juice around. (laughs) I'm going to have a scene talking about her accepting his love juice, and they're going to be in a field of flowers with a dog. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And people throwing rice at him, and then... Him swinging her around. Wearing his tuxedo hammer pants? Tuxedo hammer pants on a dirt road. Yeah. (laughs) That whole sequence was just over the top. It's amazing. That sequence is fucking amazing. It is. It's it's happening. And the scene, scene like, right before then where he's, like, mocking her. When she's like, they're looking for you. I hear it on the radio. He's like, oh, they're looking for you. You're in the video. Then he's basically like, you think I give a shit what they say about me on the radio and yeah. the TV and in the papers? He basically doesn't give a shit. But, yeah, that then it crescendos into the end. <laughs> the fucking end. Okay, the ending uh, is fucking great. So he... he he does a running haymaker and knocks her out the window. Yeah, he throws he throws a fucking Floyd Mayweather <laughs> fucking right hand to the fucking jaw. Just just socks her and she flies through a window. Yeah, that was uh <laughs> And then this dude so they're outside. <laughs> He's like going to kill her and this dude just shows up. Hey asshole. He calls him an asshole. Blows his head off. And earlier in the in the in the in it, he ends up like cutting this fucking hooker's head off, or taking this prostitute's head and chucking it, and it hits someone's car. It's this guy's car, who's yeah. like a cop. Yeah. <laughs> like, how the logistics of how he tracked them down? Uh, it's, they're not there, but whatever. He tracks them down, and he has like a normal what looks like a nine millimeter. I guess it has like. The 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 power to yeah I'm trying to explode think of, a fucking human incendiary head incendiary rounds yeah incendiary rounds yeah it explodes on contact it actually mushrooms <laughs> when it makes contact yeah fucking hits his head and his head explodes like a watermelon yeah pretty much which is great yeah and which goes back to the wraparound story. Where she's like, I don't want to hear these stories anymore. And he's like, shut the fuck up. Don't you think that these are the greatest stories you've ever heard? I have to deal with you. I have to, I have to put up with your shit every day. Yeah. Yeah. My, mind you, she's like seven. Yeah. And this dude's like 
18, 19. Blown out on heroin, <laughs> just going off on her. Like, I got to deal with your shit every day. Yeah. But aren't these the best bedtime stories ever? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So that's... Uh, Julia's love. Julia's love. Which brings us into the purity. The purity, which starts off with a bang. Jesus Christ. Yes, it does, dude. I'm like, what the fuck is going on around here? <laughs> Where are we at? You know, but... Chick's like leaving her village. Going home. Yep. Clubbed in the face. With a fucking... Stick? Bat? I don't know what the fuck it was. Bat something. Yeah. And then just gets like brutally raped. Yeah. We're not even talking like... There's like movies where like the rape and like the dude's just like slowly thrusting. And it's like, yeah. No, this dude's like hammering away like... Yeah, it's pretty bad, dude. (laughs) It's it's pretty bad. It's rough to watch. And then uh, basically just shoots this chick right between the eyes with a fucking tells her she's revolver. the purity and like all is gonna be good and da 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 and just yeah. fucking forehead shot. Yeah. Cut to the next scene. She is in an open casket with a bullet hole still in her fucking head as they're holding the service. And the rapist is the priest who's holding the service. And. The first thing that popped in my mind was, isn't it supposed to be a closed casket if you get shot in the fucking face? I mean, (laughs) and then Jared looks at me and says, yeah, I don't think they could really just put spackle in the fucking bullet hole and just kind of seal it up. I think it'd be a closed casket. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I would think so. But I mean, if if they did that for a movie, you wouldn't know that that you wouldn't 100 percent know that she was the one. Yes. I mean, unless they did a closed casket with a picture over next to it. Yeah. See, just just figured it out for him. <laughs> yeah. Let's go back to '92. We'll fucking... Yeah. Let's let's email this guy. <laughs> but basically, um, the priest is a piece is, of shit. Is a piece of shit, and um, you know. Dude, okay, the priest is a piece of shit. Everybody in town is blaming this one dude who they just hate. It's seriously like a fuck this guy mentality. Yeah, and they like, gang up on him. Yeah, like after the service, like the the guy they're blaming kind of goes to leave, and like this one dude comes up like, we're gonna fucking get you. Yeah, and he's seriously like, what, are you, what the fuck are you talking about? As he stumbles away, and then, yeah, that dude just like stumbles. I don't know if he has a bad leg or if he's drunk <laughs> Sunday morning to go to church, <laughs> hitting the communal wine a little hard that morning. <laughs> <laughs> he like stumbles away all wonky legged, yeah. and this guy's left like I don't know what the fuck's going on. And he's talking to the priest about it, and the priest is like, "Oh, don't even worry about it. Like it's fine. Like yeah. you're good." Yeah, they're like that with everybody. Yeah. The priest is an asshole, like, <laughs> yeah. piece of shit priest. Yeah, so basically they uh, they blame this dude for the murder Yeah, that he didn't commit. And it was the priest. Mm. That- we didn't touch on the flashbacks the priest has. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, that wasn't the priest. That was in... Oh, we totally missed that flashback part from the Julius, Julius Love. Love. 
flashbacks of oh grandpa killing grandpa's killing that scene which they show twice is amazing yeah the look on grandpa's face when he says you're next yeah he just looks at him <laughs> like it, it was almost like grandpa was giving a fucking someone a spanking yeah and looked at him like you're next so grandpa is fucking hacking up homeboy's mom yeah and just hacking her with an axe dude's screaming or little kid's screaming and grandpa just stops Eyebrows raised, look on his face, points at him, is like, you're next, and just continues hacking his mom <laughs> Yeah, pretty fucked up, man. Yeah, we, we totally forgot about that. So All right, so now we're, we're back into, now we're back into the, purity. the purity. And the flashback with the priest is his dad calls him over and is like, I want you to be a priest. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he, I guess he's just like, okay, dad, and just kneels and starts praying. All right. Yeah. But then, like, skies go black, lightning comes down, it gets foggy. Yeah. A hooded character who looks like the fucking Emperor or whatever from S- Star Wars. Or or the singer from the band Emperor. That, too. <laughs> comes out and just hands him a book. <laughs> <laughs> With a fucking five-point star on it, yeah? Well, I think that one had a bunch of shit fucking, like, on the cover. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, the kid's like, where are you from? And the dude walks away and he turns around and he's like, from hell. Yeah. What what was up with the fucking was that a monkey that was nailed to the cross? I'm not sure exactly, but it was that was legit. It looked like an animal. Yeah, it, it looked you know He's like I mean? praying at a cross with a full sized human like Jesus, and then the lightning strikes and the doozy splashes and all of a sudden it's like a two by four cross with like a nailed animal to it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what the fuck it looked like it looked like a uh, uh like a, a monkey or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the skull, like the uh, the facial features. Might have been. I honestly don't know what it was. I don't know. But it adds to the imagery and everything in this movie are fucking top show. Yeah. All those. The like, way they do the scenes and all that. Yeah. Because that was fucking legitly done. And when uh, the cloak figure who gave him the book, who was just a bald, pale dude, turns back around, he's just like a fucking straight like beast. And he's like, oh, from yeah. hell. Yeah, from hell. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Um, and that's the flashback that the priest has. Yeah. And then uh, the priest commits another murder. Yep. Blows off somebody's fucking... Actually unloads on someone. Yeah. Fucking kills um, dude man in his own house. And then ties his wife up. Yeah, that scene. Where he has the fucking, like, ritual. Yeah, he has a ritual, and he has this really fucking gnarly-looking dagger. And he cuts her throat with it. And, like, it's he spills it all into this fucking chalice. Yes. And then chugs the blood. Chugs it, like, without a care in the world, like a fucking, like, seven-year-old drinking, like, Kool-Aid. Yeah. And it's just running down the corner of his mouth. <laughs> All over the book, all over his chest, all over everything, just making a fucking mess. But the kill when he when he cuts her throat, the way they did that was great. The way they did that was awesome because they did it in a way where slice it and she goes back and it just totally opens the fuck up. Yeah, it's great. And they blended it so well that it didn't the the prosthetic didn't look fucking fake. Right, it looked legit. Mm-hmm. And I know you have a fucking thing with necks. Yeah, and you were it, like, Ugh. freaks me out, man. <laughs> freaks me out, man. Yeah, I got to protect the neck. But um, then yeah, he he drinks the blood, and uh, cut to the next scene. That pretty much goes to them uh, 
with their groups at the pub, right? Yeah, the, the the and nobody says anything, but then the lady comes back and they're like, they're gonna kill you. But the the scene in the pub, nobody says nobody a says a fucking word. word. Dude leaves change on the table and walks out, and that's yeah. it. And they're all just sitting there quietly. Dude's like hitting a pipe, like a fucking tobacco pipe. Yeah, and there's nobody's talking, nothing's going on. But then girl comes back to the farm to tell the the guy they're accusing of like you gotta fucking be careful you gotta go into hiding mm-hmm. they're gonna kill you i just heard him at the pub like well must have been a scene we didn't watch yeah <laughs> nobody yeah. said a word about it yep and then uh dude man shows up and demolishes just guy. demolishes I, that honestly guy. they did this this is a thing that i think they did really fucking good that you don't see a lot in really low budget films I felt for that character. I felt really fucking bad for that guy. Yeah, man. Because he plays that role so well of just being like, I live in this village as a farmer. Nobody likes me. I have no friends. And everybody wants to kill me because they're blaming me for these murders. And he just felt really, he was like, really looks like down on himself. Like, what the fuck do I got to do? Yeah. I felt really bad for this guy. And he just gets fucking destroyed. His whole like life is revolved around that farm. Yeah, cause she's like, you need to go in the hiding, and he's like, well, there's, I like, got there's work so much do. work in this farm to gotta do. Yeah, I got. She's work. like, well, don't go in the village. <laughs> yeah, just, don't do that, man. So, dude, man shows up and like just demolishes this guy. Mallet to the fucking head. Mallet to the head multiple, multiple times. times. Yep. He tries to climb away because he gets knocked off this fucking ledge. He goes the other side of it, climbs up the cement ledge, and as soon as he gets up, mallets again. Yeah, mallets again. Goes into straight like. Fists, hammer fists, and then kicking, head slamming everything, against then just rock. grabs his fucking head and just slamming it on the fucking concrete. Yeah. Then he goes and grabs the fucking uh, pitchfork, pitchfork, and just runs it into him. Yeah. And then that pretty much does him. Yeah. In. Yeah. Then he just washes off blood and goes in. Dude comes in like, "Did you do it?" He's like, "Yeah, I fucking did it." Yeah. He's like, "Well, where's he at? He's still in the garden. That wasn't my job." Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> He's yeah, like, yeah, where's yeah. he at? He's in the garden. Wasn't my job. Yeah, yeah. I killed him. That was my job. Yeah, you were supposed to pasteurize it. No, you were supposed to pasteurize it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, wasn't my job. Left him in the garden with the pitchfork still in him. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm assuming they wanted him buried. I think. Well, at that point, you. Something because the dude says like no one's gonna call the fucking cops. Everyone's in on it. No right. one's gonna say a fucking word. Yeah, I figured that they wanted him buried. I mean, I would think, but maybe that's like Team B. Team A was the guy who just destroyed him. Yeah. Team B comes in to fucking bury him. Yeah. So, um, but then the, the back to the priest. The priest. Priest throws away one holy book. Pulls out another holy book with a pentagram on it. Mm-hmm. Talks about coming up to the Lord and up to heaven. And then pulls out his fucking snub-nosed revolver. Yep. And paints the walls with his brain. Yeah. Blows his fucking brains clear out, dude. Yeah. And that's another scene. That scene was fucking... They had the, Grim. the effects are solid. The effects yeah. are fucking top-notch. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, that was good. And then after that, after that, that, that's when they like you hear the voice and it's like, Jesus or whatever his fucking name was. Like you will be justice. Yeah, like you will. Uh, all your pain will be gone. Like, and he gets up and fucking starts walking around. Yeah. And then they flash to the fucking guy who killed him, and he starts 
experiencing like agonizing pain. Yeah. And drops to the floor, and then all of a sudden, bam! He's in hell. You're in hell. <laughs> and it's homeboy's in a cage, fucking reaching for meat. <laughs> there's no fire in this hell. There's if you look around in the scenes, like on ledges, there'll be fires. Okay, because I, I all I seen was fucking intestines and motherfuckers eating meat and just disfigured. The scene that I love from it, the one that I really fucking dig on this in the hell scene, is they show a fucking severed body with his intestines hanging out, and this like dude like hobbles over and grips him up and then just runs into a corner and like starts eating him. Yeah. And then it cuts to another scene. I'm like, that fucking scene right there was great. My favorite was when the fucking person was walking and, like, walked through the intestines. Oh, yeah, that. Okay. It, it just reminded me of, like, in my heyday when I used to party really fucking hard and you wake up in the morning and there's just shit all over the floor <laughs> and you're trying to, like, shuffle through to get a glass of water. Mm-hmm. In the morning, this motherfucker just walks through intestines, <laughs> like just sloshing through like intestines and guts. And I just thought that was cool. And then the dude in the cage eating the guts and they, uh, yeah, they'll say, so get... the, the hell scene, Fuck. they show like it's a lot of imagery and it's fucking amazing. It's like a lot of really good work put into this fucking scene. Absolutely. And then all of a sudden, some dude in hell has a rifle. Yeah. A bolt action <laughs> he rifle. He has a bolt action fucking rifle, and he's fucking, like, killing everyone. Yeah. Kills the dude in the cage. Kills, like, multiple people. And then the last, like, without skipping a beat, he's like, God, 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 Then puts it on the fucking, the butt on the fucking ground Round. and just blows his fucking head off. Yeah. I'm like, that... The way it was done, it was that was effective because it was seriously just right after another. There was no thought. It was almost like it was like kill, 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 kill. Now I gotta kill myself. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking crazy. Then they strap. Oh, they yeah, they strap the dude who killed uh, the farmer. They strap him into a gurney or a fucking. They death just strap thing. him to a table. They put a fucking collar on him. That yeah, straps they put him to a, the fucking table. Yeah, and just fucking go to town on him. And I gotta say. That the corkscrew and the eyeball got me. I, I was like, this is <laughs> fucking legit. And then the drill to the teeth. Drill to the teeth, man. You just That's see fucking teeth getting ground to dust. That's actually even oh, better than man, um, dude. fetus. Brian Pollen's fetus yeah. did the fucking... Uh, it's like the crowbar to the teeth. Oh, yeah. Where they're fucking right. just popping out the dude's fucking teeth. So fucking vicious. And I think this one has a, more of an effect. Yeah. Because, I mean, I could... Imagine getting your teeth pried off is one thing. I mean, that fucking sucks. But I cannot imagine just having a fucking Black & Decker <laughs> with a diamond tip drill bit. <laughs> It's like running through the front of my teeth. Oh, that shit's fucking gnarly, dude. And then they, you know, they cut him open and 
Um, Use the fucking the dog fucking post. Yeah, the dog post that you like twist into the ground like a corkscrew. Yeah, yeah, to anchor it in. Pull out his fucking intestines. They pull out his intestines. They're just digging through. They're fucking cutting shit. Did you get a? I mean, it's not heavy, but I mean, I can I can see the connection. Did you get almost like a Cinnabite vibe from the two people doing it? A little bit, yeah. Because they kind of talk about like losing human pain and to a whole other level of fucking pleasure type shit. Yeah. Where you're gonna cross over to another, yeah, like, another demand. plane of human fucking experience or some shit like that. Yeah, kinda a little bit. And how both of them, where you could tell, were a little bit fucked up already, disfigured. Yeah, yeah. And one of them almost had the chatters thing going on. Oh, with the helmet on. With the yeah, yeah. yeah so for sure, might have been a little influence in there. It played into it though. It played yeah. it well. He did a fucking. Actually, I think he did a really good job, especially with that dude with the fucking the red. And with the visor on, the yeah, ch- the one you said had kind of as a chatter effect. Yeah, yeah. The way that character played it was perfect. Yeah, that was that whole scene was uh, fucking intense, man, to sit through. Yeah, you and know? they fucking it ends with them wrapping chains around his legs and just pulling them like a wishbone, pulling them in half. Yeah, just like a wishbone, dude. And that scene was the effects work on that was great. Mm-hmm. I think that was one of the best um, effects for the whole fucking movie. I agree. Because to pull that off to where it actually looks real, that's that takes some planning, some work, and it looked legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. But that's that's the gist of it, man. Well, uh, then after, yeah, yeah, that's that's the end of that one. And then we go back comes, to the wraparound. It comes around. back to the wraparound, and yeah. it's just... They don't show this. It's just, like, comes out of nowhere. Like, he finishes the story, and you look over to his sister, and his sister is just laying there, eyes open, dead. Yeah, with a knife. Yeah, in knife her. in her fucking chest. And he, like, closes her eyes. Like, go to sleep now. I just read you the best the best bedtime stories. Yep. Your life ended on a high note. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Just say fucking goodnight, man. Yeah, he fucking, like, wanders out. Dang. On the patio and fucking takes a blade with him and yeah, dangly earring, thinking about fucking M sixteen. Yeah, and the dude just fucking cuts into his wrist and uh, opens his fucking wrist up wide. Yeah, almost severs his hand and uh, cuts his wrist and dies looking at the moon, basically. And that's uh. That's how it ends, man. And that movie is fucking legit. It's been legit, and everybody needs to fucking check this movie out. I agree. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Good gore. Good stories. Um, pretty fucked up. Pretty yeah. fucked up, but you know, in a good way. Everything's done. Everything's done quality, man. Yeah, they don't they don't pull any punches. Uh, they they go balls out for sure in this one with like you know everything. The stories, the gore, uh, the subject matter, the dialogue—it's—it's it's all there. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's it's quality work all the way around. Yep. I've liked I've always liked this movie. I'll never not like this fucking movie. I'll never not recommend this movie to people. Yeah. Fucking the shirt that Tim made. He made this and a fucking uh, violent shit shirt, and I wear this shirt all the fucking time. Yes. I've seen you wear it a few times. Yeah. But um. Yeah, that's the burning moon. Check it out.
check it check it the fuck out um i, I you can find you know you can find it on vhs um i think intervision i think it was did, believe uh, so believe so did a dvd release of it and also a vhs release of it um it's out there to find fuck i wouldn't be surprised if you could find it on youtube yeah you can always find it somewhere possibility but definitely worth a check out especially if you like gore and sob yeah i mean if even if you're like a little bit critical of sobs give this one a shot because it's it's it doesn't it's it doesn't fit in that category of shitty sov like a lot of people look at that genre yeah like 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 me for instance like i pointed out earlier yeah. I'm, I'm you're not, not a big fan of it not really i'm not i'm I, I don't hate it you know but it's not my uh cup of tea uh, mostly yeah but um this movie fucking rules dude for for sov it really does yeah i love this movie and uh i know uh we have a follower who is at a nightmare shadow woods Okay. Who actually, when, yeah. I, when I thought about doing this one, I made the list like I want to fucking do this one eventually. He messaged us. She's like, man, like you guys' podcast. Hopefully you guys do this movie. And I can't remember what else he mentioned. And I was like, yeah, dude, we're going to do Burning Moon soon. Yeah. So uh, hopefully you dug this one. Yep. Uh, thanks for the request. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I'll, I would even throw that out there. If there's anybody who has us, like, anybody listens to us and kind of has a feel like, yeah, we should review a certain film or talk about a certain movie or even fucking a band or an album that you want us to fucking touch on, just fucking throw us either, uh, throw us a line on Instagram at uh, burnofferings underscore podcast or send us an email at burnofferings.horrorpodcasts at gmail.com. And uh, we'll definitely taking consideration yeah I, mean, I can't see there's many things we're gonna like turn down no not at all no I mean, fuck no man yeah, i mean even if it's like it's not really our cup of tea but we'll kind of tell you what we think about it yep so but i think that's pretty much it man that's yep that's that's what we have we got uh plenty of beers to drink and uh some records to spin that's about that some pizza to order so you guys uh take care of yourselves man hey i see you guys later